was still doing this, but I was on the four train coming here today. And while I was coming on the train, here, I saw this older man, my father. I mean, he even looked a little like my pops. I was kind of looking at him like, when last Daddy? have you seen your pops? Before he died? You're not going to lie to the listeners and tell them that your father's dead. Your father is not dead. Maybe Whoa. dead in your heart, but Whoa. not in real life. This, this I think we need to we'll start over here. But regardless, I looked over, I was like, Daddy, is that you? <laughs> and then I looked and I saw this guy with these glasses. Burberry. How did I know? Because, the lenses, because the lenses said Burberry. Bruh. Wait, what do you mean the lenses like? On the bottom left-hand corner of the lenses, it oh, the, says... Oh, the little clear sticker that you're supposed Burberry. to rip off? Burberry. That you're supposed to rip off? Not you don't rip that off. You give it to the people to give you... Put your prescription in, and they take out the cheap Correct. And they, and they put in the real one. He was sitting there with it saying, Burberry. <laughs> That's what he was saying. And I said to Maybe myself... Maybe he didn't know he's supposed to remove it. This is what I'm going to talk about first. The whatnot of stop using these rims, these... <laughs> And then put it, leaving that sticker on. If you don't need glasses and you want to wear glasses for a fashion statement, that's fine. Take but a, you will not walk around with that sticker on the screen, on the lens. You should have done a good, a good civic duty and say, hey, guy, hey, the stickers on your glasses. I was, but there was this lady talking to him and she was like all up in his face. So he was watching me, but she was watching him. But I was just like. I ain't looking for no beef on the floor. He old anyway. He'll be all right. Yeah. But please, what not? Don't walk around with the stick on your glasses. <laughs> I don't know if that's such a major what not. How, how much people are seeing this on the train? I don't know. If you see it, know. let us know. <laughs> anyway, so one of my friends, you know, our cast from last week, which was... When what? sex goes wrong. Wrong. Um, so I guess he listened. Shout out to my, my friend Vern. But um, he sent, like, an article from MTO. I don't know. You know how we feel about this MTO news, but... But regardless, this is a... It, it falls in line. <laughs> so let's hear about it. They said a South African woman is making international news at this point because she's suing her ex-boyfriend and claiming that his penis was abnormally long. So this woman is... And she's saying that he broke her vagina, right? Yes, basically. <laughs> and she wants her boyfriend to pay a whooping... A hundred and fifty. Oh, whooping! Oh, sorry, whooping. <laughs> <laughs> One hundred and fifty thousand rand, which is about ten thousand dollars. That's it for vagina. So last week we talked about breaking your penis. We didn't come up with a course, but if somebody breaks my vagina, I need more than ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand ain't enough. But I feel like this is crazy because she said they fell in love um, over time or whatever, and she said they, they ended a relationship in May. So she's been. She's been getting dicked down for some time now. This is like nothing new. It's not like she had sex with him. But probably one she had time. sex with somebody else and now they realize that they, the the wall is like gone. Oh, so only because she had sex with somebody else, now she realizes that her wall is jacked up. I don't know, you know, they had this story uh with August Alcina, you know, he's an artist. You know this artist, Benda? She he's probably doesn't listen to her about music. He's like an R and B kind of thing. I'm over super gal. He's a good looking guy though. Good looking young lad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, this story had came, I believe, like in 2016. That's how I was like, yo. And it, the headline stated, girl wants to sue singer August Alcina for rupturing her cervix during sex. Whoa, and so basically, where are you? <laughs> where, where can we get? I would like to get to know what's fine. And, you know, August Alcina, he's a fine piece. Of, I mean, he likes getting it. He likes getting it, but he is fine. Girl that and, you could 
I just want to briefly go through what she said her experience was with this guy because this was hilarious to me. Bottom line, she she he saw her saw her in a bikini pic on Instagram or something, and then they uh, were flirting. There I go. And then <laughs> she flew into his next show, which she did say he did not pay for her flight. However, he left her backstage passes or whatever. She said he was parading around with her, calling her his girlfriend to people. She felt good, whatever. She said as they left, they went to the hotel. She said at that point, it was on. Like, like boiled corn. And then she said, she admitted she was aggressive at first. They started kissing. She basically ripped his clothes off. And, you know, he allowed her to kind of rough play with him. But she said when he took off his underwear, she was like, Lord Jesus. It's a fire. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she said she didn't I got know. time for that. That's what she said. <laughs> she said it looked like a bottle of Febreze. <laughs> She was like, whoa, we're going to have to go slow with that. Like, she made it known. And she said he did at first. She said it hurt a little bit, but then she started loving it. She said after a while, she started. he started going in real deep, pumping in and out of her. And she said it felt good until I felt a pop. Uh-oh. The same pop we were talking about last week. Uh-oh. She felt a pop. And somehow she said his big penis did something that, or it hit something it shouldn't have. So she felt so much pain, her legs were shaking. And she said... She swear it must have happened to him before because he immediately stopped and started asking her if she was okay. She told him she was, but she said she really wasn't because the blood was dripping out of her. And she couldn't walk. Oh, oh. He had a security team drive her to the hospital, and she was there for four days where they told oh, her she had a ruptured oh. cervix and said that she lost when so much blood she could have died. Wrong. She could have died. So, you know, wow. they had, like, a follow-up conversation with August Alcina. I'm like, yeah, so, like, you know, this radio personality. It was like, so what happened? Are you going to admit it? I mean, he was a gentleman, but he was like, you know, I, all I got to say is I'm good. I'm good. So he didn't want to say if it was well, true or he's not. He's not good. He never he's confirmed. Dangerous. He is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he's dangerous. That's what he is. He's not good. And you think about it, like, if you were to, you know, get involved with somebody, you realize they have a huge penis. Are you really going to run? Well, I mean, now, I'm not. I know that if it hits your cervix, you can bleed out and die. <laughs> That is sad. That's sad. When sex goes wrong. When's I mean, he needed to kind of monitor himself, but you know, probably he got into the frenzy of it and lost control. But this is what he told the radio personality. Like, he, right now, he's like, yo, right now, I'm not even having sex. And they were like, why not? Why not? He was like, I'm just chilling. It was like, are you tired? Are you busy? He was like, no, I'm just chilling right now. Yeah, I'm afraid to break another woman's vagina. And I think that's what it is. When sex goes wrong, folks. When sex goes wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I have to tell you. <laughs> Sure, is like, I'll take some raw. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, is like, just had the doctor ready. <laughs> where, where can I get? How can I be down? How can I be down with this? Talk about what else goes wrong. Do you see this this Trump interview? Horrible. So you know, it's like Trump is coming after. You know, he comes after everybody. But um, we saw last week. April Ryan was at a press conference outside the White House, and she asked him a question about the, April. Okay. you know, he, he fired uh, his, what is it, attorney Jeff general. Sessions. He had time when he fired Sessions, and he was saying, she said, like, are you firing Sessions because you want to railroad this, this, you know, investigation that they're trying to do into this uh, whatever? And um, he responds, what a stupid question that is. <laughs> what a stupid question. He kind of turned to walk away, and he kind of turned back like, but I watch you a lot. You always you ask a lot of stupid questions. <laughs> um, and uh. Abby Phillip, you know, this is somebody from CNN. She's like a respected <laughs> journalist. And Trump to turn around and say that to her. 
And then not her alone, but in the same week, on PBS's Yamichi Alcindor, you know, she asked him, do you think your campaign rhetoric is emboldening white nationalists? And he turns to her and says, you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> he told her. Um, yeah, this is like, hilarious. It's, it's so sad, though. He told her, like, you've been a loser for 21 years. <laughs> and you don't know what the hell you're doing. That's what she he told her. You don't know what the hell she is doing. I mean, I mean, but did, but did you also see where he had like a news conference and this guy was asking him, him questions and he told the girl, "Hey, take the mic away from him." And the and guy was like, "I'm not giving up the mic." <laughs> but but they would say, "Is this like a is this like an act?" I don't know. This has to be an act. Like this, I feel like I'm in a twilight zone where here when I see what Trump does. In these I mean, streets. he gives no know, fucks at all. Gives, you know, he's a racist. We know this already. He said it before. You know, he's a nationalist or whatever they call it. But three different. Um, this was Abby Phillips, Yamichi Alcindor, and another one, another woman by the name of Ryan. And, you know, he basically went after them and they're basically saying like, you know, this is just a constant story of Trump going after African American women. Why? We don't know. But he, he said that representative Maxine Waters is a low IQ. Um, this guy is just like he told like somebody else that he told uh, Representative Frederica Wilson from Florida that she's not qualified. Um, he is just horrible. He's just just horrible, and I don't know what happens to be put a stop to this horrible man. But let's all be mindful that Trump is probably going to get a second term if we cannot get our act together. Oh, so folks who didn't vote. And, you know, and let's think about this. Even our former first lady writes her new memoir. And in her memoir, she writes down she will never forgive Trump for his role in promoting the birther conspiracy theory that falsely claimed that her husband was not born in the United States. She said that Trump's central role pushing this falsehood falsehood put her family at risk. And she said, what if someone with an unstable mind loaded with a gum drove to Washington and went looking for their girls? And because Trump was loud and reckless. You know, he was the one that was constantly talking about this. Mm. And finally, he, his whole he went back and said, she doesn't forgive me. <laughs> I, mean, I don't forgive. I never forgive. <laughs> you know, she didn't say her husband, but for what he did to our U.S. military, it was depleted and I had to fix it. Fix it. What does Trump really fix ever? And then he was like, it would affect the Jew, you, and you. What he did to our military made this country very unsafe. Whatever. Trump. So over Trump. Folks, we gotta do something. We can't have this guy. Maybe. Because he's wreaking, and you know, to Obama's point, what he's doing is creating mass havoc, and this havoc that he's creating can then result in more violence in other places. We already saw what happened with the CNN bomb, and the bomb's going to all his... Enemies. His, yeah, well, his enemies. Is, uh, but um, very sad. But another sad thing that I saw. <laughs> very sad. Very sad. <laughs> another sad thing that I saw was this video. This video is so sad. So this video uh, was on Instagram and has has gotten over sixty thousand views on Instagram. But what it shows is um, a young student punching a teacher in the face. I mean, when Bender showed me this, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a mixed feeling, right? Like, I felt very disgusted. First of all, this was a black kid. Was it a girl or a boy? I don't even know. 
you're right. That it was very. I don't know. We're gonna post this video. I don't know. It looked like a dyke. If I may say, it. is that the, is that the correct word to call him? Is that what producer Pete wanted us to say? Oh, maybe not. I don't know. We gotta check with producer Pete. But <laughs> I mean, anyways, versus though, we know we still know producer Pete. We just don't know producer Pete. <laughs> <laughs> And so, apparently, this student was arguing with another student. I guess the teacher got involved or something. And then what ends up happening is the student kind of... Duffed her. Yeah. Punched her. Wow. Was like, don't you ever make fun of me again. Like, don't try to make fun of me. And the teacher goes and follows the student out the classroom and say, why did she say I was making fun of her? I wasn't making fun of her. This is like an older lady. This could have been like your mother. No, it could have been my grandmother. I thought she was she, that old? She was an old <laughs> Maybe my mother. Like my old mother that had a baby up. But you know, let me tell you this. You may not know this. But prior to taking on my current uh, career, held, my goal was to teach children. And I had already done all my classes. The only thing I did not get to do was my student teaching. But upon doing my student teaching, one time I went in, this guy came up like, yo, miss, yo, miss, you got me here, right? I'm here. I was like, yo, I got you here, bro. So just back up. Back up off wait, me. Wait, this is what you said? I did. All right, gangsta boo. I was like, back up off me. And then I said to myself. How old was, this, how old was these kids? High school. Like ninth grade. Ninth or tenth. And I was like 20, 21. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself when I went home that day, this is not the gig for me. Because <laughs> I really felt like you afford I could afford that kid. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, I did this for another week of student teaching. And I went back to school. I was like, listen, this is not going to work for me. I need to get out of this. I'll take an extra class, but let me get out of this. And I lost my minor. My minor was in education. And I just walked away from it because the student Girl. teacher opened my eyes. I'm telling you, I was a person that got A's in all my education classes. But at this moment, when that boy approached me, I said, dreams. What happens to a dream deferred? <laughs> that was it. Oh, yeah, I know. Because I don't like to, you know, other people's kids can't stand up, okay? I barely can stand the kids in my family. Please. <laughs> but, I mean, the administrators, of, of course, of this school, the investigating, of course, they will apply disciplinary action um, once they, you know, complete their that investigation. That kid should not be allowed to come back to this He school. really shouldn't. I have to punch you really? teach you then. The next session, she goes like, yo, I punched you, yo. <laughs> oh, like, and I did it, and what? And I'll do it again. And what? <laughs> but anyways, um, I mean, this poor grandmother. Um... Because you know, she, you said she looks as old as a grandmother. Yeah, she yeah. was a grandmother for some reason. Yikes. But speaking about grandmother, this is poor, um, this happened in Arizona. And this young 11 year old boy, 11 year old boy shot and killed his grandmother before turning the gun on himself. And they said, what happened? He ha- killed himself also? He killed himself also. How What's sad. sad. 11 years old. Like, what do you know about that? But the bottom line is the grandfather, he, he stated that um, him and the wife was telling, you know, their grandson to clean up his room and pick up after himself throughout the day. And they went in the living room. They sat down. They were watching TV. And the kid came, shot the grandmother. Then basically, and this is with, this is with the grandfather's gun. So, shot the grandmother. They started running away. The grandfather tried to chase after him. When he realized he had to go back and tend to his wife, he said as he was about to go back, to turn around and go back to see about his wife, he noticed that the, he heard a gunshot. And then he saw the grandson fall to did his the, death. Did the grandmother die also? The grandmother died as well. Very sad, very sad. And this happened in Arizona. And, you know, the neighbors around are very shaken up. Like, you know, as a neighbor, you just always want to believe that you could have done something, you know? What could you do? Nothing, There's but nothing you feel the way. Here. But, I mean, as a human, I'm concerned that children have such a lack of human life, a disregard for human life. 
I mean, speaking about disregard of human life, look at that whole borderline shooting that happened. That was sad. You know, this guy just walks into a bar, um, lounge, club, or whatever it is, and just starts shooting people. He started shooting from the gate. From the time he got to the entrance of this place, he shot the security guard. He shot a couple of other people, and they said this guy wasn't saying anything. This guy's name is Ian David Long, a 28-year-old U.S. Marine Corps veteran. You know, as we just celebrated Veterans Day yesterday, sad to hear this is what's going on here. And who knows if this guy had any issues pertaining to, you know, while he was in the military. And the one question that's on everyone's mind, what color was this gentleman? Come on. Cracker color. <laughs> Bottom line, sorry, he was Caucasian, Benda. Mm-hmm. That's what he was. But um, you know, to edit me- that other part out. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but um, you know, sadly enough, I think um Tamara from T- Tamara Mori from the twin sister, 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 her husband. Sister. That's his, her husband's niece was involved, and of course, she got killed. So. And, there, and there was a woman there. Her son survived the Las Vegas shootings, right? And even though she survived, now her son was in this bar and. He was one of the victims. That was so sad. This lady was like in, I mean, you know, you see a white person, um, you know, expressing this. And, you know, we talk numerous times about gun my control. My name is Susan Orfanos. My son was Tell Orfanos. We lost him last night at the borderline shooting. My son was in Las Vegas with a lot of his friends and he came home. He didn't come home last night. And I don't want prayers. I don't want thoughts. I want gun control, and I hope to God nobody else sends me any more prayers. I want gun control. No more guns. Sadly enough. That is deep. So, like, you know, of course feeling it. Yeah, because, you know, people give you all, you know, my thoughts and prayers go out to you, and we're just not really doing anything. People say, what do you mean? Or do they really, like, pray Pray for someone? Anytime I tell someone I'm going to pray for them, I pray for them right there in the moment. Because then you never remember. Or sometimes at night when you're doing your, you know, nightly, (laughs) your nightly prayers, you remember this person. (laughs) You do a lot of praying for people, though. You should, I guess, you should have like a section of your prayer where you just pray for any person that's sick or needs a certain prayer. Just saying. Just always remember me. Thanks. (laughs) Anyway, so we've talked about this before and we'll talk about it again. Workplace relationships, the benefits and the pros. One of my friends... Uh, I know, was dating a guy at her job. And I have to tell you, she enjoyed it. They frequently had sex on... At, at the, the job? At the job. Oh, my gosh. In the bathroom. They had a bathroom set aside just for that. In the bathroom, though? Yeah, where else would they go? And So um, dirty. And so much germs in the bathroom. I mean, there's germs at your desk, but... They frequently had sex in there. And they ended up, like, breaking it off, just deciding to be friends. And then his unit, he got a promotion, and then he promoted her. And now oh. everyone thinks that, hey, you got this promotion because... So people at the job that. openly knew that she was sleeping with this Well, guy. I mean, it was a secret. He thought it was a secret. Yeah. And then even the IG, or the investigator general, came to her office basically saying, like, is there any workplace relationships going on here? Do you know of any? And she was just like, no, I don't know of any. I don't know of any. Not till you point, die. That's how you do at it. at that point, they weren't even in a relationship anymore. She was just her supervisor. So this relationship just kind of dwindled down. It did. It dwindled down. They're still friends, friends, but just not friends with benefits. Um, and so yeah, that worked out well for you. That, that worked out well for you. That's a great benefit. Of a, 
a relationship at work, the benefits. That worked out well for her, I tell you, because not always, it doesn't always work out that way. And it's crazy because, you know, I always be like, oh, I'm not doing a work relationship. And I have a friend that had a work relationship. And I was like, you think people at your job did not know? And she's like, no. And she was like, well, maybe they did because, you know, I guess the person will refer to, you know, her sometimes. Like babe. Or something like realizing, babe. hello, we're at work. Hello. <laughs> but also I've seen where it turned really left when like a relationship, like a, a coworker of mine, she was sleeping with this guy at the job and so I mean, who worked in separate units right you said yeah the, separate units Same but I mean place. they still had to like email each other communicate or whatever and so she was cheating on her husband with this person and um, it was going good at first I mean he was tricking on her you know he was around her kid which she had with her husband hello so I mean it worked out well for her I mean this girl, I mean, she really can't dress. But when he, when this guy came into her life, he started buying her like labels, like Burberry this and Louis Vuitton. Yeah, she was really with the sticker. So she, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, she was mad excited that she was talking to this guy, and so even always great oh, steak houses, yeah, around the job like great, yeah, like what you eating today? Mm, Capital Grill steak, you know, like okay, okay. Now she's eating ramen, people, because this relationship <laughs> went okay. down hill so downhill um and then it became back and forth with them arguing him telling her to go back with her stupid husband it's just been back and forth and you know at, at a point she was saying that oh the sex wasn't even good his penis was small yeah, but then he was like when well, he was using it it wasn't that small he wasn't complaining so i mean now at this point how that work relationship is basically she doesn't even want to see this guy and and vice versa he will take another route if he's to come on the same floor so he'll take another route to avoid passing her desk and go the other way but, you know, law enforcement encourages that the people that work for them do have relationships together because they spend so much time together and due to the type of work that they do, you know, you can't share that with your spouse. Since you can't share it with your spouse, they think, hey, listen, it's best to just be in a relationship with somebody that you work with no, so sorry. that, you know, it minimizes and you don't have to lie to the people that you love about what you do for work. You know, people like in the CIA and stuff like that. You know, oh, like, like in that. Like, they all have their old cover stories. This way you don't have to create a cover story because the person you're working with is somebody that you're sleeping with so you can speak freely. But that's only in that. I mean, we're, talk, we're not talking about like NYPD, regular cops or trained cops. We're talking about like FBI, CIA, those kind of you right, know, upper right. level positions. Mm-hmm. But they say, I mean, it makes you happier. Happy workers make good workers. I don't so know. if you're happy, you and you're, the person that you're dealing with are happy. You get increased productivity. More work gets done. I don't know, but for me, I won't be happy if I worked with my spouse or the person I'm talking to. I just feel like, yo, we need to have some kind of separation. Although it might seem easier to vent. She's like, oh, it's so <laughs> Even though it might be easy to Look vent to someone who knows the work that you do and they can kind of relate and kind of understand. It's okay if he doesn't completely understand. I could still vent to him. I could still be able to do so. But it shouldn't be um, all because, you know, it should be a benefit because you work at the same place. Now I could speak to him about the work issues. Who the hell wants to go home and talk about work? That's the bottom line. But some people do. Losers, but they do. Um, <laughs> also increase loyalty because, you know, your, your person that you're dating is at work. You're more willing to go to work every morning. Like, oh, let's go. Why? We'll be together. And if anything, we can just hit the bathroom and give me a little re-up. <laughs> only for that reason the real reason that's it <laughs> and, de- and decrease distractions but let's be honest when you start doing things like that at work like sleeping around together eventually people if, if, if you try to keep it on a low it, doesn't, it ends up not being on a low like people end up picking up on certain things and you think you're being so discreet like nobody knows 
And people know when you're screwing around with someone. So I don't know about that. But listen, as an employer, it's decreased distractions. Because now you don't have to worry about the person calling anyone else. Because whoever they're going to call is already there at the job. They don't spend hours texting and video chatting when you're not looking. Because their mate is they at the job. with the other man. Their mate is at the job. Decreased distractions, more productivity. So in the end, there are many pros to a workplace relationship. Now we know the cons. I mean, this reminds me. bad. <laughs> but this reminds me of um, The Office. Remember Jim and Pam? Did you watch The Office? I never watched The Office. What? The Office was hilarious. Anyways. Jim and Pam, that was a work relationship that was open, everybody knew. And when they had issues, everybody knew they had issues. But um, ba- basically, they say you can better understand your partner's work-related grievances, which we just talked about, which I don't think is necessarily a, a need. The con is the entire workplace could find out. That's if you're a person that's trying to be discreet and not let anybody know. You know, um, I guess the pro in some of these articles are saying you get to see your partner all the time. I don't know about that. And also... Let's be honest. You see your partner all the time. That's a pro and a con, depending on what kind of relationship that you prefer. I don't know. Um, and one of the cons they say is that you're totally, they say you're totally distracted. They say Which, distracted, and this one said it decreased the crash. So that's what I'm saying. It's like multiple, it's different articles will tell you different things. Because I guess you figure you could be distracted because you could be always talking to your spouse Who wants, or your boyfriend. Who wants to do that? See them on the floor. Oh, like, we know someone else that also works with their spouse. And, I mean, they work on the same floor, but, like, on the other side of the floor. No? You don't? <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Well, you don't work with me, but I've spoken to you about this person. But, yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of it going on. I don't know particularly, you know, if people really enjoy this work relationship. I just look at it as there's so much other ways you could find someone at the bar. Online. We talked about this before. But regardless, other pros and cons. Most people who want to be in a workplace relationship, um, here's some, some tips to think about before doing it. Make sure the relationship has a long-term potential before diving in. If you know this person has no earning power, no ability to be serious about anything, you know, you see, when you meet someone, you kind of know if it's someone you know it's going to be just a 6 o'clock or a, t- a 6 hour or a 24 hour relationship. You want a full-time relationship. You didn't like that analogy? Six to twenty-four. No, I did not. Yeah, be Um, Try not to date anyone you work very closely with, so you can maintain some independence. I agree. Um, agree not to lunch together every day. Agree. Put limits on work talk. Maybe allow yourselves a designated amount of time. Then you have to change the subject. Talk about what would happen at work if things did not work out between you, and stay professional while at work. Keep the relationship talk to after hours. You know. I agree. Let's just do those tips if you decide to go into a workplace relationship. You know, it's say so much. You can't help who you love or who you like. But like you said, if you notice, it's just going to be a quick bam, bam, thank you, man. What they call it? A quick screw at the job. Maybe it's not the best thing. Or maybe it is the best thing. Let's, just screw some, let's have a screw relationship with somebody. You know, you have nothing else to talk about. Just, hey, are you meeting me at my house I for eight or nine? I like to talk. What? That's <laughs> what I feel like. Do you like to talk? What do you mean? Because you keep saying, like, who wants to be talking to him? I mean, I'm going to be talking to him all the time. <laughs> who wants to be talking about work? Who wants to be talking? Who wants to be talking? I mean, I'm just trying to say, like, I like to talk, but again, I think there's time for that. I, I think people should have their alone time, which I value very much, my alone time. They don't want my time with my girlfriends. They're not, of course, you have time for your spouse or your partner. You have to 
separate your lives. You know how I feel about this compartmentalization. Oh, yeah, she you know, does. she compartmentalizes all her friends, and that's the best way to do it. So you have a, a good amount of time for each individual, or for, just for yourself, some me time. I need some me time, not some me <laughs> and some you, just some me time. Thanks, thanks, Brenda. So shout outs. So are we saying so we're a go or we're a no for workplace relationships? Or like, if you do perceive it cautious. What's the guy's name you said? What guy's name? The R and B artist. August Alcina. If the person is a penis like August Alcina, <laughs> I'm a go. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> uh, I'm more so on the no side. But if the person is really that irresistible, and you feel you need to see with somebody at the job, do it with caution. As long as they have a penis like August Alcina. <laughs> do this with you. Anyways, <laughs> on to shout-outs. Well, one shout-out this week is for Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. So excited for them um, that they officially um, had their baby girl. I don't think anyone, I, no one knew prior to their announcement about them having a surrogate. But I think it's awesome, you know, Gabrielle Union shared that she never really, you know, care to even have children until she was exposed to Dwayne Wade's stepchildren and his nephew and of course his on break baby she's really um she's really gotten a liking to want to be a parent and so I guess knowing that she's had and she's been open about it with People Magazine where she said that she had eight to nine miscarriages it's been really tough on her body so she's been having IVF and you know experiencing the side effects of that and so finally now to have their bundle of joy which is a girl which I'm very happy because I think all they have is boys all Dwayne Wade has is boys so this is a new addition to their family. So congratulations to Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. Another shout out is to, in Houston, Texas, 17 black women were on the ballot uh, for to become judges. And they call it the Black Girl Magic Campaign. And they all won their races on election day. And now they all hold various police, uh, positions in Harris County Courts. Um, and now they're 19 sitting black women, female judges. Wow. Um, and... That's a great accomplishment. I mean, I don't know how much they had prior to this, but 19 just sounds like a lot. But Texas is a huge, huge state. Huge. And now let's hope that, you know, you see, like, less black people going to jail for things that are not important. But hashtag black girl magic. Yeah. Um, now to Caribbean corner. So, you know, we've been talking about what, what some of the good tools. I mean, yes, we know it's early still. But we want to hear some of the good tools that's happening for um, 2019. And one of the songs that was shared was um Kerbin Dubois, which is right for somebody. I'm just gonna show you listen to a little clip of it that I heard. I may not be right for you, but I write for somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. I looking good, I feeling good, I real real good, I real real good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not gonna play the whole thing. Like Brenda's like whining in her chair. But this really sounds like a groovy tune to me, right? Like a groovy tune. Hashtag winner. <laughs> I love it. Winner, winner, winner. First of all, I love Kerwin Dubois. but she I mean, does. I don't know why, but... His music is great. Anyways, I mean, but he spoke about him. I, and I, don't, I guess it's a real story with him saying that he's been hospitalized. And this was one of the songs that motivated him. Not sure if it's... A, I'm thinking, if you was hospitalized for seven years, why are you now coming out with the song? I don't know. I had questions about that. But when I heard the song, Right For Somebody, it seems like a great mantra for people to be singing and dancing to because it's true. If you're not right for this person, you might be right for somebody else. And so I think it's a motivated soca song and also a nice groovy song. So hopefully we hear more of those for 2019. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I love a groovy song, but I want to hear some 
Actually, the 14th and 15th of November, that's when the graduation is going to be. And he's going to get an honorary Doctor of Arts. Um, well deserved. I'm, you know, I'm happy for you, man. I'm, I'm very happy. UTT will be awarding 1,700 students undergraduate and postgraduate degrees. And we'll also have some people getting their doctorate in philosophy and some two people getting a master's. Wow. So, UTT, shout out for thinking about Marsha Montana. <laughs> um Another artist. Another artist, Spice. You know, we talked about Spice was in the last week or the week before with her colorism. And then, you know, Spice, I was really starting to feel very proud of you. But all good things don't continue. Come to an end. (laughs) um, There's a TV show in Jamaica called The Nightly Fix, where they basically get together and talk about, you know, entertainment, Mm -hmm. artists, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, One of the, the host's name is Naro. And about a week before this, he was on the show saying, we just got an invitation to go to Spice's album release party. Do you think this is a setup? And the girl was like, it's a setup. And he was like, we're still going to go because we were invited. So they go. And as soon as he sits down with Spice, she starts flipping out. Oh, why you don't call it the Spice Nightly Fix? Because you're always talking about me. This is it. You never talk about anything else. And he's like, well, you're one of the leading artists in the, you know, We speak about you because you're relevant. And, you know, Oh, you always got something bad to say about me, about me being a love and hip hop. You always got something bad. And she started rattling up. She even started calling one of her friends in the side, like, Patiana. You know, I don't know. What <laughs> Patiana. Anything with an ad at the end? Patiana. <laughs> Definitely Jamaican. Was he talking about me? Yeah, he was talking about her. <laughs> so it was like a whole blah, blah. And the guy kept saying, and at the end of it, Spice just told her, told the guy, Yo, go suck your mother, your mooma. Suck your mooma. <laughs> That's like an infamous saying with the Jamaicans. Go suck your mooma. I have to tell you, I spoke to two Jamaican people this weekend about this, and they are in an uproar. Disgusting with Spice. for her. Melusa for her. <laughs> Meaning like, they lost respect for her. Why? Because she did this. This is like the ultimate disrespect. And the guy even turned to the camera like, Mom, you hear what she said? When she come to the hospital, and he said the name of the hospital where she works, don't treat her. Because she just said, <laughs> go suck your mama. You hear what she said, mommy? You hear what she said? And, I mean, they said this is the ultimate form of disrespect that a Jamaican person can say to each other. I thought, I mean, I've heard this always, but I never knew it was so deeply ingrained in how yeah. disrespectful it was. Uh-huh. But they were Spicy, Spicy just really feeling herself at this point. She uh, is. She is. And... I mean, but I mean, everybody is against her for what she said. They said this is the ultimate disrespect. Well, let's see how it turns out for her. Spice. Whatever. So, this is our cast today, this week. This week. Sure, this week. Like uh, us, love us, follow us. I'm Brenda the Bender. And this is Raw Dog Shaw. Later. <laughs> <laughs>